Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 237, episode one of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Mm-hmm. I think Kendrick mentions shared consciousness at one point on the new album. I mean, <laughs> clearly a fan. Yeah. It is Monday, May 16th, 2022. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Lil Faceplant. That is from... A tweet from at underscore hello Chrissy who tweeted, your rapper name is Lil and the last reason you were in the hospital. I took that to be the last reason. Like I was injured enough to be in the hospital, which was a a face plant. A too drunk to put my hands down in front of my face and tripped over a fire hydrant. Oh shit. Uh, Broke my orbital in solidarity with Joel and B. Anyways, shout out to underscore Hello Chrissy. Lil Faceplant sounds like a a SoundCloud rapper, but in in my mind, you had a tattoo of a plant on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they called you Faceplant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Going to work the next day and being like, I was uh, playing basketball. And <laughs> fell down, didn't put my hands down. It was, it was right. wild. It was it was off a dunk. <laughs> Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Well, I tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen. Realize a part of my life's been missing. Yawn and stretch and try not to wake my wife. After an hour, my stomach is rumbling. Out on the street, I'm searching for something. When they took it away, didn't want to stay alive. 
I'm eating four or five Mexican wow. pizzas in one sitting. No more need to cry. Got a reason to keep on living. Ship my card declined. Can I buy some more on credit? <laughs> An NFT of Popeye Jones is all I am left with. Okay, shout Woo! out to the fucking god Christy Yamaguchi main who came I mean, through. It's been it's been light out here in the streets. It's been I've been we've been with the streets have been waiting. Just like Kendrick, I said, when's the new Yamaguchi main fucking AKA dropping? And we were blessed with that. Obviously we're talking about Mexican Pizza the Musical with Dolly Parton. Shout out to you for that. I mean, that should I'm, that, that was probably got to be in it. Obviously, the Popeye Jones thing, unless she also got duped by Popeye Jones into buying that. <laughs> it could be precisely from the. I mean, you have most. Uh, you had, you said it was your I nest egg. You kept you kept using I mean, I the word nest egg. Yeah, I bought them the Popeye, Popeye Jones. Uh, and I and I told him, you know, when the market crashed last week, I said, Popeye, what's good, fam? You said we're you know we're going to the moon with this shit, and he said. Uh, I said, who is this? <laughs> who is this? Leave me alone. Yeah. That was an all-time great AKA. Would expect nothing nothing less from a collab with Yamaguchi Main indeed, and indeed. the great pipes of Mr. Ken C4, Miles Gray. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that put it on the, you know, put it on the list of things people call you when you're entering a, a prize fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. you just got your eyes. Yeah, it's got fixed that LASIK up, tuned up. So at the LASIK gods for for blessing me with the LASIK. <laughs> I'm not so I had a light prescription going into this, right? Like you know me, Jack. When if anything's off with my body, like I'm very aware of it. So when yes. my eyesight started very declining, sensitive. even from like 2020, just slightly, I was like, no, 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 everything's off, everything's off, everything's off. Yeah. And I've been like this for like the last 12 or 15 years, and then I got it. Yo, my eyesight, because my prescription is light, I'm seeing better than fucking 2020 right now. And I'm like the most insufferable eye egomaniac you've ever met right now. It's wild. It's like talking to a kid who's like bragging on the playground. You're like, you know how like most people think you're the best your eyes could be is 100 percent. I'm like 170, 70 percent at least. Oh, you thought 2020 uh, was the best you could do? Oh, Ted Williams? Ted Williams batting 500? I'm batting 13,000. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, by the way. They need to just fix the fucking chart if 2020 is well, not Well, it's the just best. more that, like, what needs correction, right? Got it. And that's where they they set the floor for 2020. Right. So, I anyway, mean, shout out to clearly. my 2010 vision. Okay, see y'all later. Damn. Oh, the one thing, though, I'm not going to lie, is it's very, it's a super easy procedure but uh, when you can smell your own uh, corneal tissue being seared with lasers, that's a fun little bonus to it. Yeah, that's a real mind fuck. Yeah. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny comedian whose writing yeah. has appeared in McSweeney's and whose comedy has been highlighted in NPR, Vulture, the L.A. Right. Times. He was one of Illuminative's 25 Native American comedians to follow. Yes, and you yes. can see him at Elysian Theater in L.A. on Sunday, May 22nd at 7 p.m. Please welcome back to the show, the hilarious, the talented Brian Bahe! What's up? It's me. Welcome back, Brian. Lil Food Poisoning. Hey, oh, there it is. Lil food, a.k.a. Lil Food Poisoning in the AKA. building. <laughs> <laughs> Happy so to fucking Lil- be here. Wait, where'd you Whoa. get the where'd you get that FP at? Mexico. Oh, mm. okay. Shout and, out to Mexico it, though. Sent sent you to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. But I had mm. a blast, you know. Yeah, a Baja blast. Some might say. <laughs> I wouldn't take anything back. Okay. Yeah. Good. Wow. Even the food poisoning was you. You would keep it. 
I would keep it. it Most it people do. It, it made it memorable. <laughs> yeah. On a trip, like, I feel like so many people get food poisoning on a trip, but that's like the last thing you'll hear. They're like, yeah, look, I have food poisoning for, our, yo, <laughs> shout out to my one homegirl on her, on her honeymoon. She had food poisoning so bad. She was on the toilet and she was getting sick and she like fully passed out, like heaving while on the toilet, hit her head on the counter and like had to go to the hospital because like did an incidental KO. Uh, from a Damn. terrible bout of food poisoning, but then it was like that didn't ruin the honeymoon though. And I was like, "You are, you are able to see the the positive and everything." Bless you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that ER was like, "Yeah, you're the fourth person today to to come yeah. in for this reason." They're like, "Yeah, you're on the toilet, and then you started heaving and headbutted the <laughs> counter in front of you." Yep, yep, yep. Okay, room three. That's like its own department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're gonna talk about the baby formula shortage. Which is real. It's not like the eggnog shortage or the Christmas tree shortage or the other, you know, Fox News, local news created shortages. It's a a real shortage. And we'll talk about that in relation to America being the worst rich country to give birth in and why it's about to become even worse. So we're starting things off in a fun place. We're also going to talk about where where Biden's at heading into the midterms, what what his battle plan is. Uh, we're going to talk about the perfect arrival time for an event. The the Atlantic has a mm-hmm. like arrival time generator that I have found a couple flaws with. I'm, I'm just going to say at the at at the moment they need to tune it up a little bit, like Miles's vision. It could, it could be, <laughs> you know, is it. It's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Brian, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? All right. So I was searching Orville Peck's face. Okay. Now, Who's that it? is a that's a country you, singer who wears a mask, right? That's that's <laughs> as far as I've gotten. Um, never heard. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard an Orville Peck song. Um I recognize the mask. What? Somebody was giving away a ticket to a show for free, I think. On That's why I was like, can I go? Yeah. Didn't go. Whoa. Oh, this. Okay. I it's didn't even like, know this was a, a vibe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole ass vibe, Miles. You didn't even yeah. know it was a single vibe? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a, okay. It's a whole ass vibe. It's okay, like, Orville. Almost like Sia in a way. What if yeah. it is Sia? <laughs> are there any are, do are, do people have theories about this like who the real Orville Peck is or is it probably this is probably just an artist who's deciding to do this to get some drum up some interest I saw one picture and it like looked just like a guy but you know who's to say <laughs> wait just look like any old guy is what you meant it kind of just looked like a guy yeah any old okay, guy okay. so we're not yeah there's nothing like super subversive it's not Riff Raff the rapper out here or you know <clears throat> uh, what other people think there's yeah, all kinds of theories about this. No scar, no eye yeah, scar. Right, right. Just right, not right, right. missing like a nose, which seems to be the only facial feature that is is not featured well, underneath no. the mask. No eyebrows. Right. No eyebrows. You never know. I mean, no eyebrows. Overplucking. Sometimes that that looks great. A lot of a lot of people can pull off the no eyebrows. So, I'm, do you think Orville Peck is going to pull like an Aaliyah? Like get. Get the get the mystery up, up, up. They're like, oh, what's going on behind the mask? What's with the mask? What's going on? And then take it off and then be like, nothing was wrong, y'all. Did, I'm fine. Did Aaliyah do that with <laughs> did Aaliyah do that? Did Aaliyah do that with her bangs? 
with her glasses. Everyone, she was always wearing glasses oh, and covered right. her one eye. And everyone was Whoa. like, what's up with her eye? What's up with her eye? Right. I remember it, being a teenager, it always been like, yo, what's good with Aaliyah's eyes? She and then she was like, she's unspeakably like, beautiful. She's like, this is my drag. I'm stunning. She's like, it's sunny all the time. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's got terrible face tattoos. Yeah. The eyebrows is an interesting theory because it is. So it's like a Lone Ranger mask with like a fringe hanging off of it. So like yeah, that, yeah. I could see that as like compensation for a lack of eyebrows, you know. Like he's trying to. But I'm just seeing like, some. I'm seeing some eyebrows peek through in some of these other shots. Yeah, maybe, but like, isn't that what like, you would do? Oh, fake eyebrows could be part of the mask. Yes, thank you. Oh, oh, Groucho wow. style. Yes. <laughs> okay, I like Whoa. that. <laughs> maybe he just wants you to envision whatever you want it. Yeah, whatever you want him to be. It right. is brilliant marketing, shows incredible restraint, you know, <laughs> and, and like foresight to be like, all right, so I'm about to become famous and I'm going to make it so that there is not a trace of my face on the Internet. Could I do this for a comedy? That would be incredible. I think. Are I there think, any? Do anyone does anyone do that right now? Do a mask bit? No, I'll do it. Yeah. Has anyone ever done it? There's the masked rapper, right? I mean, yeah, we got MF Doom. I mean, I think M MF Doom was one of the our most famous masked rappers. Yeah. And what, Cool Keith used to wear a mask too? I think so. I think that's right. Ghostface originally. But but he know? wasn't really like hiding his face like that. But that was the that was the origin, right? Uh, legendarily, apparently, probably apocryphal. But Ghostface right. was wearing a, a mask because he was wanted at the at their first show. And that's how, how he became Ghostface. What came first, Ghostface, the rapper, or Ghostface, the killer in Scream? The rapper. The rapper. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So he so, might have a case. So on, there you go. On. Yeah. He might. He might have to sue Dimension Films. <laughs> I mean, we we should talk about the fact that the Kendrick album dropped. I mean, we've kind of referenced it already. It's a lot. Is a double album at a time when that just means you know doesn't mean two discs so much as it means a, a lot of songs. And the mm -hmm. the track numbering starts over halfway through. It seems mm -hmm. incredible upon first listen. And I'm only halfway yeah, through it. It's a lot yeah. to get through. But then Radiohead dropped a new album on the same day, kind of. There's a band called The Smile that is Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, and one other member of Radiohead. And it sounds like a Radiohead album. It sounds like I've only listened to a couple of songs, but it sounds awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's We Are Being Showered. Also, oh, My yeah. Chemical Romance dropped a new song yesterday. Wow. Yeah. And then isn't, isn't there like another Taylor Swift album coming out? Because like, I feel like music Twitter is like in so many camps. They're like, you either MC MCR, Taylor Swift, or The Smile slash Kendrick. There's like so many verticals or parts of Twitter that are like, it's the best music time ever right now. Mm. Yeah. I think, summer. I mean, Who do you think is going to have Song of Summer? Oof. Taylor? Orville? Who knows? Orville Peck. I, Orville Peck. Yeah, let's say it right now. Orville Peck <laughs> is coming out with something. Nothing like a leather fringed mask that says, you know, <laughs> light and breezy. Summer. Summer. Barbecue. <laughs> Barbecue. Uh, do you think his mask just stinks? Or he's always got a new one. I feel yeah, like. There's a lot of masks. Them. Yeah. Okay. It's not smelling like a mascot in there, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although probably like after like a, a a long a live show, I'm sure it smells a little bit like you know yeah. beer and sweat. I'm surprised he doesn't get hella styes. 
<laughs> right. Well, that maybe, maybe <laughs> he does. <laughs> he stops wearing the mask, and they're like, "Did you finally decide to share your face with us, Orville?" No, man, I was getting terrible styes. <laughs> my opt- my optometrist said I have to take it off, or I could do serious damage to my vision. So. <laughs> constantly it's like it's easy to find out who orville is because he has it's the guy with the sty <laughs> <laughs> right and the really specific tan line on his yeah. face <laughs> hey are you orville no i'm not man can you fucking leave me alone okay just the the styes so miles you flew lines. to new york to get eye surgery i speaking of styes whenever i was in new york it was the only time I ever, like, really on a regular basis got styes because I think it was just, you know, public transit and just the touching, touching eyes. my eyes. I do I do like to give butterfly kisses to every, you know, hand-holding uh, spot on a subway train. So that could have been sure. the issue. But Okay, yeah, that was probably it. I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in the gets in your eyes in New York hey, City. New- and, so why, just saying. and why is it easy to get a sty in your eye? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> or don't, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Sty, sty Twitter is popping up. Yeah, we're Sty Twitter. Sty Twitter NY Sty Twitter thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a an aside that sh- I shouldn't have even brought up. But, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we like, dude, you're touching your eyes too much. I know, clearly. But then when I got out to L.A., I, d- I didn't get any styes. So, there well, you go. That dry air. Yeah. What is something, Brian, that you think is overrated? Fridays. Mm. Ooh. Now you're saying this on a Friday. I know. Even though this episode's dropping on a Monday. Yeah. Tell us what. What's what's up with what's uh, what's overrated about a Friday? It's like I'm tired, you know? <laughs> Six PM, seven PM okay. rolls around. I'm like, let me I, I can't even like leave my home. <laughs> I can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy. I want to take a nap. I cancel plans. I'm like, I'm more down to do stuff midweek. I have more energy. Mm. Right. Oh, so is that kind of, so I kind of identify with that where like Friday feels like the finish line. And then yeah. it's like, it's easy because I have the relief of saying, well, tomorrow's Saturday. Yeah. But right now I'm like dealing with the just barely getting to Friday energy. Yeah. There's nothing left in the tank for me on Fridays. Yeah, I feel like I love to just stay in on a Friday. I'm like, no, this is a good version of staying in on a Friday, but I'm I'm wired a bit differently. And it sucks because everyone else is like going hard. And I'm like, damn, what are they yeah. doing different that I'm not? Right. Ignoring the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, man. I'm in New York right now. It's it's tight. Motherfuckers <laughs> don't care about COVID at all. I'm like, wow, okay. You're still in New York from eye surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had it yesterday. And you can see already? Yeah, shit was... Pfft. Look, don't I texted him right after the surgery, check on check on Miles's eyes, and he was immediately like, dude, I can see better than 100%. Like They tested I, my shit right after I got out the surgery, and I was already seeing slightly better than I did going in. That's after me having lasers on my eyeballs. Smelling your corneas cook. Yeah. That's wild. Only briefly. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I was walking around and I just like going indoors. It, it's weird because parts of L.A. indoors, people are still very like I'd say you have like a 60, 40, 70, 30 split masked to unmasked places. Yeah. But here it's like it's like 90, 10 unmasked. Uh, to indoors, unmasked. too. 
Oh, indoors. Yeah, yeah. But wow. I mean, look, everybody has their own relative comfort levels. I know a lot of people I know like walk around with their like, well, I just had it three weeks ago. Comfort, like confidence. Yeah. So everybody's on different timelines for sure. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated, Brian? Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays. Hell Thursdays. yeah. That's my Friday. Thursdays is like, all right, I've had enough. I've had enough. I can't take it anymore. I got to like be really irresponsible. And that's when I pop up. Yeah. I think Thursday. I think our bodies are now like telling us as a species that it's it's four day work weeks. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's been plenty. We're we're ready for we're ready to pop off on Thursdays. Yeah. Like I mean, is that but is that like rem, remnants from college? Like Thursday Thursdays? Yeah, like I was I was going the hardest on Thursdays because I remember when I had the ability to like choose my schedule. I did everything <laughs> I could to not have class Fridays. Yeah. And so that's why like Thursday, I was like, man, Friday is a recovery day. Basically Thursday is when I go hard. Yeah. And then cut to Friday. Maybe that's why I'm depleted on Friday. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. I use if I just like held <laughs> off a little bit, I could be out here with everybody on Friday. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So maybe you don't want to. Maybe you're, you know. You're, you're yeah, Thursday, your lines are lines are shorter on Thursdays. There you go. Yeah, castles and coasts or um six flags or whatever. Two. I mean, how's like a, a Tuesday and Wednesday? How do y'all feel for anything happening? That is that is Tuesday too like violently in the beginning of the week to do something. No, I'll go out on Tuesday. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Like my only experience with like the you know New York nightlife. Like I I had somebody who worked next to me when I was at ABC News, who was like, went to the, like the clubs every night that there was like a big night. <laughs> and it was, she was like, yeah, like Monday, Tuesday are the nights. Everything else is like so whack. And oh. I could, I could not come close to like, I, I'm just, I don't have the fortitude to do that, <laughs> to start off the week hungover and then like ease into it. I need, I yeah. need the, I need it's the sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people, they have they have to go out to feel alive, you know, mm -hmm. at a certain age. And I, yeah. at a certain point, like that formula inverts and you're like, I feel like I'm dying when I go to these <laughs> places. <now." laughs> I was in my early 20s. I already felt that way. Yeah. No, so, no, I was the same. I was yeah. fully burnt out by 22. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't go to a club to save my life at 23, 24. I was like, I can't do this. Is My brain is damaged from party. Mm. <laughs> from college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College bad for the brain. Whoops. We've been saying it, you know. College all you have to do is get that Wu Tang double CD. You have all the education <laughs> you need. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. 
Now, I was looking at Shopify.com and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And we like to cover shortages here. We've covered the candy cane shortage, the Christmas mm-hmm. tree shortage, the eggnog shortages of the past. And they were all bullshit. Uh, there is a legit shortage of baby formula right now, which for some parents is terrifying. Reportedly, uh, 40% of formula is out of stock nationwide. You know, first of all, formula is controversial. I think a lot of people think you should never feed your baby formula. Parenthood is messy. Um, you know, we went into parenthood being like, we're never going to use formula. Formula is bad. It has sugar and all sorts of bullshit in it. But you need to you need to stretch that breast milk sometimes. You need to Yeah, not everyone you know, can work. breast milk, too. Yeah, There's not so everybody can things. breastfeed. So, sometimes you got a job that you can't pump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, I feel like it's probably a minority of workplaces where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you need to, you, there's like a, a place for, you know, people to pump and shit like that. But that's, yeah, not, exactly. that's not the majority for sure. Yeah. So one of people are asking what, what happened to the shortage? Can we just blame it on supply chain issues and call it a day? Actually, there was a recall of Abbott baby formula following the deaths of two babies due to a rare infection that led the FDA to investigate the plant, which turned up traces of, you know, a very 
unpronounceable pathogen. But worse is that a whistleblower tipped off the FDA about the conditions of the plant months earlier, and they did nothing. Wow. Yeah. You know, that that's pretty standard American capitalism bullshit where, you know, the FDA, a government institution, is completely underfunded, completely toothless, and, you know, doesn't do shit until it basically is going to hit the company's earnings report at some point. But like a, a whistleblower, you know, that's that's not going to be on the top of the pile. I mean, Abbott's doing fine. Dude, their fucking home COVID testing business has taken the fuck off. So I'm sure in their huh. minds, they're like, bro, we can absorb right, you right. Know, dead children lawsuits, sadly, because I mean, so many of the take like sort of telemedicine tests, a lot of the popular like, the, you know, one of the very popular ones is made by Abbott. And that is a calculation that businesses, lawyers, uh, corporations have lawyers do for them. Like, what would the lawsuit, like, cost us? And then what would it cost us to make this improvement, this safety adjustment that's what proven? Our, oh, yeah. How much can our profits offset? <laughs> There's also, what is it? It's like on-demand supply chain things because like because of the pandemic people hoarded formula in 2020 so the demand fell and suppliers cut back production through 2021 and now there's demand again but they they haven't been able to ramp it up but that's which was the same thing that happened with like appliances and a lot of other things right because yeah. of the pandemic where it's like well people aren't buying it so yeah. let's not let's not go too hard on manufacturing it and then cut to oh right right yeah, it's a that's a trend in manufacturing where you don't you never manufacture a surplus. It's just always like as demand spikes, you just have to like hire a bunch of people really quickly and do it because it costs money to like store stuff. That's been a a new trend that the only downside is it makes life hell for sometimes consumers in this case, but always your workers. Wonder is there a way to like make baby formula, do you think? Like DIY, like at home. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. There, I, I saw on Twitter. I mean, again, I would take that with a grain of salt. But I, I, I did see a lot of like people on activist Twitter, like sharing information on that. I, now, again, I have no clue how. Yeah, you know, and like I wonder if like that if is, you just but, look at the ingredients, like could you reverse engineer baby yeah. formula? One thing I remember from when we were doing it is that the best baby formula, like, is illegal in America. There's, like, all these German... Uh, well, I just want to say this. A lot of people said th there's a lot of discussion about this, and a lot of people say they want to discourage that. But I... So it's very... It seems very contentious, but... The homemade like, baby formula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Like, I think, you know, I see it on a few different news things yeah. where their pediatricians are like, it's, mm, I, I would advise against it. <laughs> okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah. I would never be able to figure out what, how to make it because if you, if you've ever smelled baby formula, it is the stinkiest, worst smelling shit. And like, if I arrived on that by accident, like DIY, I would be like, oh no, like I better just throw this out before like anyone smells it because it might harm them. Like baby formula like makes me gag when I'm like mixing it. Well, it's a, it's it's a baby smell. formula, not grown Jack formula. I know, but I'm just saying it. Does, <laughs> there's nothing intuitive about it that is like, this would be a good thing to feed to my right, right, child. Right. Yeah. It probably smells like steak to, to the babies. Right. It smells yeah, like right. steak and and babies aren't huge fans of medium rare steak, which Steaks I found out the hard way. Smells like baby formula. <laughs> <laughs> so there, 
I, I was talking about the the German baby formula is like better because it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it. You, you might be surprised to learn they're still putting high fructose corn syrup in America's baby formula. So we were like trying to find a way to order baby formula from Germany. But when you do that, that's when the FDA fucking swings into action and suddenly acts like they exist. Because of America's trade policy, there's a number of European baby formulas that are banned in the U.S., even though they meet most of the FDA national guidelines. And it's basically like most U.S. brands wouldn't pass the European regulation because they're banned on certain added sugars. Right. And the FDA loves to seize that shit like it's a drug shipment. Like, and then, yeah, they, they're well, it's really not labeled strict. properly. Yeah. Okay, that's, but what that's else? their thing. Is it's it not poison? labeled. Yeah. Like it, the, and the labeling thing is not anything other than like it doesn't have it doesn't tell you the iron thing. It's like pure bureaucratic bullshit that is hiding underneath it, like a bunch of lobbying by American companies that right. don't want their market fucked with. Which is odd too, because like it's funny. Like on the other way, the Europeans are like we're not going to poison our people with Mountain Dew. Fuck right. out of here! Right. We'll not sell this garbage <laughs> in our. Within our borders. Yeah. Another and thing yeah. the babies aren't as big a fan of as I am. Yeah. Mountain Dew. But then I also like, I, I know like there's like French cough or French cold medicine that my mom bought like once and forever. She's like, it's better. Like it's it's more, it, it, that shit works better than the like American medicines and stuff. But I know there, there's a lot of debate over like things that are prescription versus over the counter in both in like these parts of the world. And that's when the FDA is like, oh. You're just letting people take care of themselves without getting a, your, their health insurance involved? Oh, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, so this is a real thing that parents are dealing with. And I, I would say, like, the I, wouldn't, I would not suggest telling people to just breastfeed because right. not everybody has that option. And it's... Seems like people are acting like that is the, the only way. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much like coming from the, you know, Concern. So, like, I wanted to tie this to just the general state of having children, giving birth in America, because I, th I think a lot of people have talked about it in the aftermath of the leaked row decision. But there are studies. There's one in the uh, AJMC that found that among 11 developed countries, the United States has the highest maternal mortality rate, a relative undersupply of maternity care providers, and is the only country not to guarantee access to provider home visits or paid parental leave in the postpartum period. And it's, we're last. Uh, America is last out of, you know, a bunch of Australia, Canada, France, Germany, uh, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, and the UK. America comes in dead last. Right. For, you know, the health care of women who are having children or who become pregnant and then of the children of the like children immediately after they're they're born. There's just like fewer options because America is built to take care of corporations and not human beings. Right. And they do. a. I mean, this kind of speaks to the sort of all the disconnects we talk about, right? Because at one level, if you work in like the service industry or something that's like hourly, you're not going to have benefits like that. As you move up the, the class rungs, if you have a good job, let's say like a tech company where the, the HR is a little more forward thinking, you might have benefits that resemble something closer to humane treatment. But then that also puts people in this reality where they're like, oh, well, I have that at my job. Other people must have that too. 
not realizing that the further you go down, the more hostile and, uh, you know, just inhumane the treatment becomes such as like, yeah, if you're working at McDonald's or something, there's not going to be like, oh, yeah, here's your paid time off because you've just had a child. They're like, oh, he's had a child. OK, when you come back in. Right. And, it's so uh, crazy that like hospitals make money, you know, right, like right. they it's like what they that like shouldn't even like be a thing. I feel like I I saw a tweet or like somebody said this, but like people are like hospitals are just like giving like c-sections to when giving birth because it's apparently it's like cheaper and i'm like that's so crazy yeah i think it's more expensive but like a better deal for the hospital and better right. more profitable yeah 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 yeah, it's yeah. The, but yeah i think there was a i'm looking at a, like an article from 2019 that was saying a doctor and an economist note that doctors are generally paid quite a little bit more for a c-section right that's so fucking. That's like really fucked up. Yeah, and it's a, a it's a something that's consistently happening. Like apparently in the South too. It's just it's a it's you know a plague apparently according to this other headline. Yeah, and you know at, there there's a thread from a doctor in Alabama saying that like Alabama is a great example of what will happen when Rose overturned, and yeah we're we're already like living in a dystopia and a lot of the states are worse than people realize but people like the this doctor talks about people you know coming to the emergency room with um you know a miscarriage and being turned away and you know at first the doctor thought it was because the patient disclosed they had had a medication abortion and were thus treated poorly but hospitals and their physicians are willing to violate the patient's rights in order to avoid a feared potential for prosecution, essentially. So, like, already so, in Alabama, because it, it is already, like, abortions are banned by the Alabama state constitution. It's just that they're not really allowed to go full guns blazing in light of Roe, but that's about to go away. Right. Oof. So, yeah. It's it's bad. And then, just again, in the that's not the solution category, so this physician writes this long thread about how bad it is in Alabama and how this is an indication of where things are going. And somebody with a username that includes GQP are seditionists and I stand with Ukraine came back and said, doctors need to leave these states. Okay. Cool which, solution. Yeah. The the original poster, like there's a lot of people saying that, like, why oh, would yeah. you ever go there? Like, well, what, what are you doing? Cause that said lib, way of thinking where you also do a thing where it's like oh it's the south they're not human either leave that place so the detroit like because there's just as guilty of the those aren't people thinking as the right is yeah i think this is that you know watching from a distance and assuming the solution must be easy because your life is easy and you sleep easy like Mm -hmm. type shit that we talked about a lot when we were just analyzing NPR voice and like where, where, why people need their news of the end of the world told to them like a bedtime story, like with a, like ASMR voice. Like, I, I think this all kind of ties together that it's just like, well, it's easy. Just like move out and like get out of there. Like my, my first reaction is like, oh man, like how do we get doctors to move to these places that need them so badly? Right. And, you know, that's obviously easier said than done. And like, that's why I didn't put it in a, like a pet tweet, like move there, doctors. 
You know, yeah. like I don't want put the, yourself at risk. Yeah, for un- unnecessary prosecution <laughs> yeah, to go to jail. But I'm just confused how you ever land at just leave that situation as the solution to the problem. Because then, if there aren't enough doctors, then eventually someone who's in a position of power will have a tragedy, and then they'll realize what's happened, and they'll wake up, and they'll realize the error of their ways. I think mm. is how that thinking goes. Well, then you don't get doctors and then you'll figure it out. It's the same way like with the power outages in Texas. Right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. maybe you shouldn't have voted those people in. Not, oh, when do these people get their power? Like, yeah, well, maybe if they don't have power long enough, they'll start voting the right way. Right. Yeah. That's not how it works. If anything, you create a vacuum for some creep to come in and explain that X group of marginalized people is the reason the power went out. Right. You know, and that's usually the cycle that we see with <laughs> our politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like, what is it, like, is it reverse gentrification, like, the right thing? I don't know. <laughs> like, when if you're just, like, telling everybody to leave a place, it's like, um, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> That's easy for you <laughs> but, to say. Yeah, it's... Just like know. that, huh? But again, those uh, there's a lot of takes from people who speak just so narrowly from their own perspective and what options they have on the table with absolutely zero thought going into what do do people have the same options as I do? Right. It's yeah. it's really crazy that like uh that <laughs> that type of thinking still exists, you know? It's yeah. like how if that's how if that's like your like off the cuff response to something, like how are you like navigating life every day? Like are you just like operating from like such like privilege that like you you feel like you're like you probably think you're like living a great like altruistic life or whatever but it's like no you're kind of like making things so much worse for everybody yeah Yeah. it's it's ignorance it's willful ignorance or maybe it's not all the time but it's from this like perspective of like oh, we live on a piece of bread that's rotting, but the mold is on that side of the bread and I live all on the other side of the bread. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get to me, but that's not how mold works. That's not how rot works. It it gets, it will eventually take over the whole thing. And I think we're only in like the last couple of weeks, we saw with that row leak, people were like, oh my God, reproductive rights actually could affect me now. Don't right. mind all the other people who have had restricted access or, you know, criminalized healthcare in the country that have been activists have been saying this is happening in real time. But it's only now because that rot has become come within view of these people's homes that they're like, oh, shit, this is bad. And I and I think this is the same reason why now we're seeing, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats rely on their time honored strategy of using existential dread to motivate people. Yeah, um, because that's what he's done now. Um, he's, yeah. he's out, he's out here now saying things like referring to like the great MAGA king and mm. Trump and did he like, pull that like, from season one of the, like, is that a yellow king reference? I have no idea what the fuck that is, but True he's, detective. that's, that's the energy. It, it, there's like this, <laughs> there's this article in the new Republic. Uh, it's like an op-ed that has this, the whiniest like defense of Biden pivoting to saying, well, if, if we don't win in the midterms, you're going to get more Trump. And that's that. I hope that motivates you. Uh, just like in this, this the, the author writes, Biden's low numbers are seriously unfair. <laughs> huh? Not fair, not fair, not fair. 
seriously unfair? Yeah. That is such a white people concept. That's <laughs> seriously unfair. No way is this a white man, Miles. It's not cool. It. It's not cool that his... Seriously unfair. You don't... <laughs> that's not an option for a lot of people to be like, this is unfair. You know, most people are living in seriously unfair as their reality since the moment of their birth. Uh, and that's all they know. However, he goes on to say, the numbers are seriously unfair. He's managing quite expertly Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Okay, what? Billions of dollars going to defense contracts? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, yes, secu- their, their, their you know, national security is important, but also... The country is also in freefall. The economy, despite some nasty inflation, is booming. <laughs> All right. Huh? For so, who? Go- yeah. What, what, like, give me the indicators that make this a booming economy. <laughs> uh, the line went up and I had, dude, some of the stocks I own are fucking doing wild. Don't worry about the unregulated crypto market where a bunch of like bystanders probably took a terrible fucking financial bath. Uh, nasty because they inflation got... is so funny too. Oh, it's, it's the nasty it, case. Of I got inflation. a nasty cough, but <laughs> otherwise, I'm feeling great. I'm thriving. Uh, and then they said, talking about in, an inf- then passed a one trillion dollar infrastructure bill on which Trump could never get Congress to move. That is, even if he tried. And for those who care, not everyone does. The deficit's gone down. Biden restored the sense we lacked during the Trump years that the government is operating in a reasonably orderly and ethical fashion. None of this has gotten the country to rate Biden the superior president. He so obviously is. Yeah, that I mean, is such a it, come on now. It's it's just like he's better than Trump. And so those are our two options. It's like the the it's, it reads like, what else can he do, guys? Tax the rich? Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck is he supposed to do right yeah. like what do you mean and sadly though it may work this tactic because more people more voters than not are looking at this you know rightly so that there's like, this is an existential threat from the supreme court that's constantly there but i don't know if there are going to be enough people who are also marrying that to what 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 but but what are, what are what's going to happen what's what's our future what does our future look like don't just say Dude, look, a fascist over there. Yeah. What's the future? And you look at, so like, you know, the one of the advisors of the AFL-CIO, he said, is describing what's happening is, quote, what Biden is finally doing is trying to alert people to what's actually at stake in American elections. Yeah. And talking about how this has been a huge motivator. If you when you tell people about the terribleness of the Republican Party and, it, and you know, this article points, it worked in the 2018 midterms where the turnout was higher. It worked in 2020 in the presidential presidential election where uh, turnout was higher. But like mo- many people are well aware of the very bad things that are on the horizon. Like we're not looking for a fucking PSA about it. Yeah. You know, offer not work. Sorry. Like I just, offer I just a solution. Don't. Yeah. It's yeah. that the bar is so low that like the only thing that like tips anybody like in the favor of like Democrats is like, hey, at least we're like, at least we can't do as bad as like the last administration. It's like we <laughs> that's um, really bad logic, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is this is the problem because now we're, you know, they're they're playing politics, not protecting people. Yeah. And that's. That's all. It's always clear when someone's doing that, when their interest is in protecting people or if their interest is playing politics. And it just, you know, it just reminds me again of like what Katie Porter said last week, of the, like that 
her colleagues' minds were blown when she got emotional about buying groceries. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is it like bad out there for like poor people? Right. Like, like bacon's like too much to buy? Huh. It's not in the polls. It's not in the polls is what they say. Little do they know there's, there's a sycophantic industry of consultants that's built around people showing you polls that will help you feel better about what's going on. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is the whole, the, the whole infrastructure is like built to kind of keep the current status quo and values in place, like from the polling to the lobbyists, right? Yeah. And I don't want to hear about somebody telling me like what the stakes are when like your Twitter avatar looks like you're like on Walden Pond. <laughs> yeah, the writer of the uh Yeah, like and your Republic picture. And you're so. just having a nice white wine on your deck every night to take the sunset in. There is so much white wine energy with every with the whole I mean the NPR thing really felt like when we were just listening to that, I just I felt like every person who was describing um you know giving us the uh, story of a war crime but like through the lens of npr voice like sounded like they were doing it over a glass of white wine this person who wrote this looks is definitely has a, a glass of white wine in their hand i don't want to i have nothing against white wine or wine drinkers mm-hmm. but it just Fine. feels feels very much like what well- because it evokes the idea of carefree people yeah. who are speaking from a reality that is so disconnected to everyone else's. Like, well, they're, I love they're a on... buttery shard. This is a great buttery shard. Thank you. Has yeah, self-care right. gone too far? I feel like this person, like, the person you're describing, they're, like, all about self-care, and they're just like, this is, I need self-care. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's like, he got into self-care the same month he was trying to reckon with his, like, white privilege. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I need, to, I need to take care of myself. Actually, this is too much. This is too much to think about. This is too much it, to consider. Yeah, I mean, this is we're this is all the same story, right? Like the person who told the doctor that they just need to leave those states to die, like leave the poor people in those states to die. Uh, had GQ Pierce, seditionist traitors. I stand with Ukraine. Like we we talked on yesterday's show about you know the the Bitcoin markets and the fact that they. Not only like their crash is like kind of a, a distraction from uh, other more important news stories, but like they are a a second market built on top of the other market that is yeah. just doing the same shit as yeah. the as the other market. So like this is people are basically need anything to funnel the energy they should be using to towards realizing that our current trajectory is completely unsustainable and dangerous and going to be very deadly for our children and grandchildren like they they are taking it's just coming out like all turned around it's it's cognitive dissonance at its finest and it's pretty frustrating yeah i just wish that like the people who like wrote op-eds like didn't write op-eds you know i just feel like (laughs) I feel like the people who should be writing op-eds don't have, like, the time or money to actually write op-eds. And that's who we need to hear from. But, like, they just, like, don't have the resources. And that's, uh, I don't know, it sucks. Yeah, that's how we get the New York Times op-ed editorial page being like, well, (laughs) you know, the main problem is cancel culture. And, you know, because it's made up of, like, 
li- liberal people who went to Harvard and conservative people who went to Harvard. Like those are the two types of people who work for the New York Times op-ed, I feel like. It's just like the people, yeah. It's like <laughs> the people who like are have only ever like been the loudest or whatever, just like never listened to anybody. Like that's that's op-ed culture. And it's like <laughs> right. We need to cancel op-ed culture, actually, unless uh, we're only uplifting voices of the people at like the lowest rungs of society. Yeah, yeah, like, because we don't. We're our 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 media is dominated by ideas of like basically like top two percent or culture without yeah. realizing it. Yeah, every single thing. Like I I remember one of the first times as a kid I realized it is seeing the depiction of New York on television so much as a kid and I live in LA and I was like, Oh, New York sounds cool. So cool. And I visited somebody like a family friend who lived in New York. Their place was so tiny. I was like, yo, are you poor? What the fuck is this? Because the broke people on TV got nice cribs in New York and that completely fucks up your idea of, you know, like what anything is or is not. And I think, you know, this, it, it just continues and continues and continues when, the takes of that are supposedly like analyses of our current situation are done by people who are so not even near the action. I mean, movies and often TV shows like from the like eighties up through fairly recently, like maybe a decade ago, like there was no like financial reality. There was no economic no. reality. Like it, economic gravity did not exist. And no, I, most of the time, poor people, poor characters were a fucking punchline. Yeah. They like you had to make the show about that. Like Roseanne was about this that. is your place. Right. Exactly. You know, like that, you would usually be the reaction of a character like when can, like seeing someone's like lesser, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. Do you feel like that's changed? I feel like there's more. I think. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's more of it. It's definitely there's more working class comedy stuff. I feel now. Than right, there was. right, right. Yeah. But I think the majority of people, though, I think would think that everyone in America lives like what you see in Modern Family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's right. You know, and I think yeah. that's what how most Democrats, because they are most politicians, because they're not, you know, at, at the poorest people they probably know are their college educated staffers. That that's sort of like like we say, that's where the that's where the blind spot begins. And they're like, wait, it's not like on modern family. People aren't living like that. And if they've they, only and, lived and, in that reality. And many do know. But I think it's just too much for them to consider. Do I actually have a hand in this? No, no, it can't be like, OK, but I'm going to work. I'm going to work hard for them. Despite that, I'm not responsible, but I'll, I'll do my best kind of thing. Rather than this is a terrible situation. I, the least I can do is use my position here to try and bring attention or fight for something better despite this terribly flawed system. I don't yeah. yeah, like this, the stakes aren't real for them. Right. It's like hypothetical. Yeah, exactly. And it's a hypothetical thing that they would only read in a book by Margaret Atwood. Right. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. 
Visit TomboyX.com. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Yeah. And let's talk arrival time. It's yep. Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is actually hotly contested in it is. my household. Oh, okay. My wife likes to be very punctual and you know, fully admits she's like it's just a thing like where I feel like I'm being disrespected if I'm there late at all. I feel disrespectful and like I'm being disrespected. If I have to show up there on time, I'm like, I, this is, this is an attack on me. Okay. So this is the thing, right? This is one of those things that we always contest. And it also has a lot of cultural nuance too. But is there a perfect time? Are you one of those people who doesn't mind being there first and helping the host out a bit? Are you a minimum 30 type? Because you, you do absolutely do not want to be there helping anybody set up shit. You want to get there and fucking get down. Well, I think this is something that has been asked constantly, but is there a right answer? Jack, you've said for you, you're not trying to be there punctual. I get that your wife, different set of different, different yeah. upbringing too. Like my mom is, is very punctual. I'm dealing with Japanese clock time versus black people time constantly. And I'm pulled in two <laughs> multiple directions based on the thing. Like if it's a thing with my mother, 
like a family event with my Japanese side of the family, I show up on time. Yeah. If it's my, with my black yeah. family, it's a little, it's, it's, it's like suggested. It's a suggested, so, it's a suggested time. My wife is Korean and her mom was always late to things and her like need to be punctual, I think, is a reaction to that, is that I she see. always felt stressed out by that. My parents were pretty punctual. I don't think them being punctual has anything to do with me. I think I just am, have social anxiety and feel like it's just prolonging the process of my battery <laughs> being drained and me contributing nothing. Right. Brian, how about you? Where are you at on this? I feel like it depends on what it is. Like if right. it's one, if it's if it's only one other person at meeting, you got to be with. Let's like, call it an event. An event. Like, an event. Oh, an event. But that is, yeah. yeah. You can. That's where it's at. an this event. Is... You can be thirty to an hour to two hours late. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It. it Wait, totally... thirty to two hours. Well, yeah. it totally depends. Oh, like yeah. Brian, this is my point. This. So this <laughs> equation in the Atlantic. I mean, I, I've never seen the Atlantic get anything wrong before, but this <laughs> equation that like you're allowed to like go through it, you input the variables. None of the variables are how many people are at this event, which is arguably the most important thing. And how long is the event? Like how many hours is the event lasting let's, for? Let's assume, right, it's it's like a Friday night party because the most well, of this Brian article, and I aren't going. So okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my bad. A Thursday night turn up, okay. and Jack, you're in college. Okay, okay. <laughs> put yourself there, because uh, a lot of it is centered around a party, mostly parties, mostly mm -hmm. like larger group gatherings. Because he, the author of it, Joe Pinsker, does you know acknowledge like it's different when it's something that abides by clock time, when it's like you know a more formal event or something like that, versus getting together with your social group and the varying arrival times that exist within there. Pinsker says that he heard from a friend the 38-minute rule, that 38 minutes late is the perfect window because you're not too early because you, you're, not, you're not there uh, like within 30 minutes, just after, but you're not over 40 minutes, so you don't look like a dick. Now, I don't know if that really matters, but for this question, like you're saying, Jack, he, he enlisted the help of a mathematician to really create some kind of proper formula to understand, how, you know, because this is a balance of many variables to, to dial in when is the best time. This is the same mathematician who did intangible equations like the dumper slash dumpy differential. I think for like when John Green was writing a book or something, he helped out with that. So let's go through this. Let's use Brian. I want to use you as an example. You got the active social life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will pump. Let's let's punch in. Uh, these variables into the machine. So the first question to figure out the perfect arrival time is how punctual are your friends on a scale of zero to 10? Zero being perpetually behind, 10 being on the dot. So like on average? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say seven. A seven. Okay. Okay. Pretty punctual. Okay. Next question. How confident are you about your friend's punctuality? Zero, not at all, and 10 being completely? Uh, Four. Four. Okay. Uh, next question. Do you expect that everyone will show up around the same time? Zero is not at all. Ten being definitely. Um, I would go eight. eight. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. See, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is good information. Four. How awkward is it to be too early for you? Zero. You don't mind at all. Ten. It's unbearable. Um, I'll go five. Five. Okay. Okay. Next one, how uncomfortable is it to be too late? Again, zero being not at all, 10 being extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> zero. 
<laughs> oh, you're going to get a good, this is, the formula is going to bless Yo. you, I'm sure. Uh, next one. How excited are you about this party? Zero being not at all and 10 being extremely. Just any party? Let's just say, if, if you were, let's, let's, let's map this onto a hypothetical event that you would normally be going to. Or I would say seven. If I'm going, seven? I'm okay. usually pretty excited. So let's say seven. Okay. How typically, typically when you arrive at a party, how much earlier or later are you than you intended? By minutes. 30, 30 minutes later. 30. Okay. Ready to calculate? Yes. Your perfect arrival time is 58 minutes after the party begins. That is that is my ideal arrival time, but I'm usually 30 minutes after my ideal arrival time. <laughs> Yo, it, gave me, it gave me 90 minutes late. <laughs> it told me to show up 90. Like they were they were basically like, "Yo, you might as well not even go." Like, is it because yeah, like, did you put that... super uncomfortable by showing up early? I don't think I put it like super uncomfortable. Okay. I think I was like I I was like a, within a couple of Brian on most of these. Okay. I, yeah, they were just like, yo, like, look, you're not bringing much to the table. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're even doing going to this party. But the thing, so I, I had a friend's birthday dinner. It was eight people. It was at someone's house that is notoriously like shows up hours late to things. So the hosts were notorious. The hosts are notoriously. That's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. I already know. I already know how this ends. We also got the time wrong with our babysitter. So we showed up like 45 minutes late. Mm -hmm. And it was like the scene in Meet the Parents when he wakes up and everyone's already like two hours into their day and just being like, oh, look who decided to join us. Well, 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 sleepyhead. And, you know, just like... All right, Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah, half the the comments were about us being late for like 15 minutes. I mean, that's that's in my mind. It probably was like a couple comments, but it, it was really a thing that like we were super late and I I couldn't believe it. I was like, if wow. I, if I had a kid, I would be five hours late to everything. But they all have kids except for like one person. So Damn. that was the fucked up Now, thing. fuck that. I would have been like, yo, first of all, don't even hit me with that because you straight disrespect every start time of every other fucking event. <laughs> and now suddenly, now suddenly I'm supposed to be on the fucking dot? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Please tell me how that works. Also, make it what make was sense. the food? What was the food? It was really good I would food. ask that. I would ask that. The food that was, was like Major Domo, uh, they had catering, the thing. It was dope. It was catering? Damn. Yeah. It was catering. Major Domo catering? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I want a David Chang catered event. I know. David Chang was not there, but the food okay, was okay. on point. Really good. I did, did feel, I felt disrespected and now I'm, and you know, my, my wife still talks about like things that we were late for, like you know, five years ago. So this is oh, like the next time we have a thing to go to, we are going to be in the nearest parking lot, just like looking at our watches until the right. hour strikes midnight. And then we're like <laughs> ringing the doorbell. Like right, uh, right. It, it sucks when you're like actually early for something, but you're like, uh, I don't want to be 10, 15 minutes early. So then you like try to kill time. And then that makes you like 30 minutes late. And you're like, right. what happened? Oh, How yeah. did that happen? Because, Man, waiting like 15, when you 15 minutes early, that is such a horrifying time period. We're like, that shit might as well be an hour. Like, I'm yeah. not going to stand st- like still. 
and just yeah, put my yeah. life on pause and then reanimate when it's time to go. Like I would do the same thing, Brian. I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm going to walk three miles real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time I come back, it'll be <laughs> yeah. fucking, like you say, 90 minutes later. I'm like, fuck <laughs> But also, if we have people over 15 minutes, the 15 minutes before they're set to arrive is like the time where we are like, you know, stuffing things in closets, burying things in the backyard, you know, like we, we got a lot of shit to do, right? Right before people arrive. Yeah. Closing our bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's like the, the early feels like unacceptable. Like on time feels like early to me personally, but I was wrong. Yeah, in this I mean, most look, recent case. But I think, sorry, the, I think the reason I was wrong is because it was so few people, and it was dinner. It was not like a part, an open ended party, you know. Right, right. Dinner things are a little bit tough because, like, there is an intent to eat at a certain time. Yeah, but a party is too open ended. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, and also, I'm Jack. I'm more mad that the people who are always late suddenly like they set the fucking tone they weren't the ones who were who were like oh wow it was more you know the well, see then they're boy. then they're projecting their frustration at the hosts onto mm. you that's what i see it's no, all subconscious it, yeah i'm I sorry jack i would have a- been your lawyer i'm like why don't you shut up man <laughs> they're doing the fucking best they can and first of all the whole vibe of this house is that lateness is okay. That's like coming to my house and I'm like, are you smoking weed in my house? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just figured because of who the fuck you are, this was okay. Also, when your friend stops drinking, give them a license to be a little bit late to a party. I think I think people are often like excited to turn up and they show up like right on time. That's usually the people <laughs> who are there right on time. They're like, when's the bar open? Right, when do, right, when right. do we start drinking? Your friend, they give them, give them a little leeway. Oh know? yeah, yeah. Especially when you're, when you're, you know, you stop drinking and stuff. That the environment is can be very tense. Yeah, like I need sure. you to have a couple drinks before I show up. That's what that's where I'm at. <laughs> Please. <laughs> One time I showed up to a restaurant late, like all my friends. It was like three of my friends. They were like they were ready to get the check, and then I showed up, and then I like ordered a full meal. <laughs> that's. And then, and dog then that's like, baller move man yeah. that's one tight. of them did leave one of them did leave <laughs> oh the other two stayed stood by okay those are friends yeah yeah you're like this this was a test and you two just passed there you go <laughs> brian such a pleasure having you as yeah. always where can people Thank you for having me. find you and follow you uh you can follow me on social at brian b-r-i-a-n underscore b-a-h-e on all platforms and i'll be in la sunday may 22nd at the elysian theater 7 p.m please come if you're in california yeah yeah anywhere in california there's no excuse no excuse solo show solo show doing doing stand-up gonna maybe do a song or two oh wow just kidding uh, <laughs> be cool, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought that was shit <laughs> and in my mind you have like a euphonium or some other very like esoteric <laughs> instrument that you play but <laughs> i don't even know what that is uh is there up. a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying yeah, I tried to find it. I think the guy deleted it, but it was pretty viral for a while. It was just a screen cap of like a grinder exchange. Luckily, I did screen cap it myself. There it is. Uh, <laughs> should I read it? 
Yeah. 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 Okay. So the other guy, this is, these are two people who don't really, I don't know. All right. So one's like, man, I don't know why you're playing me. The other guy's like, because you won't send a face pick, LOL. And then <laughs> the guy responds, I will. I'm just, I don't know. And then he says, I mask, Latino, bearded, gordito, handsome, and I want to give you head. And then it's just like, and then he respond, He replies to himself, I le- I'll leave you alone, though. I get the no pick thing. And then like 20 minutes go by and he replies to himself, you're not even going to fight for me. i'm like that's that's my energy i related to that (laughs) you're not even gonna fight (laughs) wow so this is over before it started (laughs) seriously unfair uh miles where can people find you what's the tweet you've been enjoying find me on twitter and instagram at miles of gray obviously you already know about miles and jack got mad boosties the basketball podcast stay tuned Possibly a legendary guest. We won't tell you until it is committed and in the can. Uh, All our guests are legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one is <laughs> this one's this one's gonna bring tears to my eyes, possibly. Uh, but then also check out 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. We talk 90 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets that I like. First one is from uh, Alex Murdoch at Alex G Murd tweeted. I've started reading before bed instead of scrolling Twitter. And not only am I sleeping really well, but I also think I'm better than everyone. <laughs> uh, okay, that tracks. Uh, and then Side Caleb effects. Heron uh, at Caleb says things tweeted. If I was a rapper, you wouldn't be allowed to come on my track and do something culture shifting. Save that for your album, sweetie. On my thing, you can just clock in and sort of be cute with it. <laughs> I will not be witnessing any Nicki Minaj on monster activity in my booth on this day. <laughs> That's great. That is something. Kanye was always very generous with like letting people just body him on his own tracks. I don't think those were I don't think those are registering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, she killed it. Might help that he like just thinks everything he does is so good that he doesn't notice when he's being bodied. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Brooks Otterlake tweeted, group of drunk Boston guys yelling, go home, Avatar, at a Navi. Go home, Avatar. Go home, Avatar. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles. Miles. Come on. I say as a a parent mad at you. You already know. Which you one? already know. Which one, though? I'm very curious. I honestly, listen to the whole album. All right. Listen we'll to, link the, off to whole, the album. <laughs> listen to the yeah. whole fucking Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers album. It's one of those things. It's so dense. It's a dense. You're not going to get that, that shit one. on one listen. Yeah. It's like, and for people who already have come to conclusions about the album with within 24 hours. Wow. Uh, your listening comprehension skills are fantastic, but mine hasn't even been it's 24 like, hours. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at this point, by the time you're hearing it, it's been many hours. So listen to that album or whatever you want. But honestly, uh, the, the very first, I don't even know. There, there's so much to unpack here. But I'll say, look, 
start off with United in Grief. It's the first track on the album. Mm. Just to give your sense, a, some sense of the, the artistry on his way. Yeah. There's some really like pretty songs on it too. Like, yeah. I, I'm always, there's always like that one track where it's like very pretty. And yeah. It always takes me a little bit by surprise, not because Kendrick's not a great musician, but because it's just like, damn, that is like the prettiest song i've heard all year all go. right go uh listen to that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's going to do it yep. for us this morning we are yep. back this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we will talk to you then go home avatar <laughs> <laughs> Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.